You're listening to Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Bozeman. In this podcast, I'm sharing business systems and strategies specifically tailored to the bridal sewing industry so you can build your own modern and profitable bridal alterations business. Join me as I also get to chat with fellow seamstresses and share their personal success stories. I'm so glad you're here and that we can grow together in this unique trade. All right, today we're here with a fellow podcaster, Leslie, from the Grow Your Local Business podcast. So perfect. That's us. We are local business owners. We're serving local brides. So Leslie is here to kind of demystify your social media presence, your marketing, so you can really target your local clients. So Leslie, woohoo! thanks for being here. So excited. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Now, I know the Grow Your Business podcast isn't the only part of your business. You have something called the Localpreneur Bootcamp. Yes, I do. So you're really like a pro in this area of reaching (laughs) your local clients, which is what we would love to hear more about. So how about you tell us a little bit about Localpreneur and how you felt led to start these bootcamps for local business owners? For sure. So... I've actually had my own local business for 13 years now, 13 years this month. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I got my start as a blogger. So um, here in podcasting, it's like full circle. Full content, (laughs) yes. So I got my start start as a blogger here in Baton Rouge um, back in 2010. So this was before, before Instagram even existed. Yes. yes. And, and like Pinterest. Yes. Right. Back when you had to have <laughs> a college email address to to log into Facebook. Oh my goodness. Wow. And we were like using Twitter to like reach people in our city. So yeah. I can't believe that was like only well, no, it was more than that was- Yeah. Wait, yeah. What year is it? Where am I? Yeah, it's been <laughs> Feels like a yeah. lifetime ago. <laughs> a lot has changed in a decade. Yeah. Okay. So you were like weeding through what WordPress? Is that what you used? Oh yeah. I was okay. on WordPress, very clunky at the time, very hard to understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, but everything that I was doing for my blog was like very local focused. And mm-hmm. like no one, especially 13 years ago, like no one was. First off, there were very few bloggers to begin with, but there were also like very few people like talking about what to to do in your city. And that's all I wrote about, like what to do around here in Baton Rouge and like talking about other local businesses. Um, so I just had to learn very, very early on, like how to grow a local audience. Wow. Like on the World Wide Web, like it wasn't, I mean, you were using like the internet to promote your local business, which was kind of like mind blowing back then. Yeah. And like everything that I found was like how to reach people all over, right. which is like what everybody still struggles with, even mm-hmm. as local businesses. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and as I was growing, like I, I wasn't just like creating content. I eventually started selling things. Like I mm-hmm. sold clothes and dresses and t-shirts and then digital products. Like planners and principals. And then I moved into memberships and services and 
than events. So I kind of did it all. And then what happened is all of these other local businesses around town were seeing me do this and they were seeing me grow like a really loyal local following. And they were Mm -hmm. seeing like me post things online and actually get engagement. Right. And like getting real local people to actually pay attention. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So they were like, how are you doing that? Yes. Yeah. You're like, oh, here's another facet, another way that I can help you. (laughs) Right. So just completely started a totally different business. But yeah, all these local business owners started coming to me and asking for my help here in Baton Rouge. Um, so I started doing their marketing for them. So I was doing like their branding, their social media, email, blogs, videos, websites, ads. Like I was like a one man, one woman show, Mm -hmm. like full on marketing team of one. And it worked really well for like a long time. And, you know, I got fully booked doing this and brought on an assistant to help me. And then fast forward to 2020 when COVID hit, Mm-hmm. that's when everybody panicked and went crazy. Yeah. yeah. I had all these people reaching out. Like, can you please help me? Like we have to get online. Like we're shut down. Like we have to get online. So. Which that's is mind boggling that they weren't before 2020, but anyway. I know. that was like the huge turning point. I think, you know, um, that's the pandemic to be like, like, we need to get online people. Yeah. That's when everybody was like, okay, we really have to now. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's when I just had the idea then it's like, I'm just going to create this online course and program that teaches you cool. like step-by-step that's now called the local boot bootcamp. It's like everything that I had to learn over like over a decade. Yeah. I love that. And we're going to have a link to that in the show notes, because I think that is so valuable. I mean, there's so many things you already touched on, like something that can feel so overwhelming, especially when we're thinking of like reaching the nation or reaching the world and like you being able to like niche it down to your local area, your local clients. That is great. It's like gold. So and you as you're talking, I'm like, it almost seems like this should be like basic knowledge but it's not like it's real it can be so challenging to wrap your head around like what this means how do I even do it and that local I was just talking to a girlfriend recently she's a local business owner not in the wedding industry at all but we were talking about how difficult it can be to get that engagement or not just put yourself out there to waste time and waste money so I'm really excited to personally check that out. So thank you for that. So then as you started working with like local business owners, were there um, kind of like more common misconceptions that you'd see like a pattern regularly coming up? Oh, for sure. Yes. And I still do. I see a few. So I think first and foremost, and I know we're, we're going to talk about numbers in a mm-hmm. bit, like social media numbers and getting wrapped up in that. But I think for me, that's kind of like the main thing that I see is just mm-hmm. local business owners getting so caught up in the numbers mm-hmm. and yeah. thinking that they need more followers and just wrapped up in the numbers and making the numbers mean everything. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's so normal because that's what we've been trained to think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like get more followers, get more likes, get more views on your reels. And that means you're successful. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of times what I find is business owners think that the more followers they can get, 
that that's going to mean more clients. Mm. That's really not the case. Yes. You can spend so much of your time going out and getting all the followers, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be actual people who live in your city who are going to come in to work with you. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's gold. That's like worth the whole podcast episode right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I just think that's so important to remember, like that as local businesses, like we don't need all the followers, like to have even a steady stream of clients coming in. Mm -hmm. Like I would almost rather have a hundred hours and I know a hundred of them are going to come and work with me versus having like 10,000 people follow me and none of them are ever going to hire me. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's just like interesting to think about, like, which would you choose and which do you want to put your focus into? Yeah. And like yes. one of them's really focused on like connection, I feel like, mm-hmm. and build human connection with people in your city versus just the numbers. Yep. Yeah. And I think, I mean, as a 35 year old, I still need that reminder. You know what I mean? Like we can still like, oh, okay. Okay. No, no. Like I recently, I was telling you before we started recording, I recently started my Instagram just for Sweet Francis Sewing Co., which is my account that serves brides. And I have like a pretty low following compared to my other account, but that's not representing like my books. You know what I'm saying? And then it's funny because brides will come in and they're like, oh yeah. And I saw your Instagram and I'm like, okay, but you're not following me. But probably what happened is they're like scoping me out. They're not going to like anything or like push any buttons, but then they're still going to choose to work with me. And um, that conversation just happened a couple of weeks ago. So I was like, how many others are like you who you're not going to commit to following me? And that's, you know, your own prerogative, but it doesn't represent your decision on whether or not you're going to work with me. So it's just so much deeper than, like you said, the numbers. Yeah. And I mean, even then I'm like, does it really matter at the end of the day? Like, is that what it's even about? Like, is it about you following me? It's more Mm -hmm. about like, do you want what I have? And can I, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is a nice little confidence boost for listeners who are like, nobody likes my photos. It's like, but they're still seeing them maybe. (laughs) And like, I even like to think sometimes, like, especially if we get really wrapped up in like the likes and engagement, like I like to think, and I see this happening with my clients, like what if they want what you're offering so bad that they don't even have time to click like, because like, they're just reaching out to you. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, don't make that mean anything. Like if people Mm -hmm. are coming to you and it's working, then it's working. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything that you're saying, I'm like, oh, I have an example. So you can cut me off if you're like, please stop talking. But I'm getting really excited. So last week, I I think it was last week, I posted about um, like a free webinar that I'm hosting. And so it was like, you know, click the link in my bio, register. Well, I didn't really get much traction on the post itself. Like there weren't many like comments or likes. But then I went to my form of where people signed up and it was like, Oh, that's what you were doing. You were just signing up for it, which is what I wanted you to do. So that was a great example of like, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes when they are seeing stuff, you know? And so I'm like, that was the goal of the post. It worked. So, okay. (laughs) They took the action that you actually wanted them to take. Yes. Which was go sign up. Right, right, right. Not to like the post. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I know. I'm like, what am I asking? Okay, thank you for doing it. Let me get over my ego here. (laughs) 
So we're obviously local bridal seamstresses. So how can we reach our local brides with social media? Which is a really vague question. And I know we're already kind of considering that, but how can we like really bring this down to like the bridal sewing, which is a kind of niche down industry, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I have a few tips. So first off, kind of my number one rule is when it comes to like Instagram or even Facebook or whatever platform you're on, it doesn't matter, but make it really clear what city you're in. Because if somebody lands on your Instagram bio, like you want them to know that you're in their city and that you can help them. So Mm -hmm. I think that's like, check that off. Like just double, like everybody go check that, like make sure that your city is in your bio and make it really clear. And then I would say like use local hashtags. And I think often people use a lot of broad, bigger hashtags, Mm -hmm. like hashtag boss babe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And hashtag wedding, like hashtag Mm -hmm. wedding dress, hashtag seamstress, hashtag bridal seamstress. Mm -hmm. And not that that's wrong and again we're taught that because we want all these likes and all this engagement so use these big hashtags but what happens is you end up with people all over the world looking Mm -hmm. at your pictures and engaging with you so you might end up with more views and more engagement but you're not ending up with the actual brides who live in your city or people Mm -hmm. the clients who can work with you yeah so I like to tell people like include local hashtags as well. Like have that bank of like hashtags that you just like keep on your phone or wherever that you can go pull from. Um, So like figure out what those popular hashtags in your city are. So like for me, I'm in Baton Rouge. So like hashtag Baton Rouge, (laughs) like hashtag, I mean, go do some research, you know, but it literally probably is a hashtag to do hashtag hashtag PNW wedding, hashtag PNW bride. Yes. 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 So go search, do some research, look at what other businesses in your city are using. Mm -hmm. And those are going to be your local hashtags. And then to add on to that, it's like you were saying, add in like those industry specific hashtags with your city. So like for me, hashtag Baton Rouge wedding, hashtag Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge seamstress. That was hard to say. But that <laughs> way, you know, 100% that the people like browsing those hashtags yes. are people who live in your city. And yeah. I think that works. Like, okay, so hashtags are still a thing because I've seen these reels where it's like, you don't need to use a hashtag, but I'm like, wait, what? what? My mind is blown. I think they are. And why not? What's the downside of yeah. using them? Yeah. You know, and I, I actually found my florist and my photographer for my wedding through hashtags on Inst- Instagram because I searched Baton Rouge photographer and Baton Rouge florist. Mm-hmm. And I think this works so well for the wedding industry because it's so visual. Yes. Like people want to see your work. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's becoming more of a search tool when people are on a mission to find certain things. So it's I, so funny I, I literally do that. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, right. I, cause I don't, I've never used like 
you know, Chumwater seamstress or Olympia seamstress, whatever. But I know that like when I'm looking for something, that's what I put in. So I'm like, oh, hello. Like, I know it works. <laughs> it Why works. wouldn't my brides be doing the same thing? That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, also no brides. Brides are doing all the research. Mm-hmm. Like they are yes. for sure doing that. Yes. You know, that's a great way to find them. And then other than that, I think it's just about like staying visible, like creating your own content on top of that and spending time engaging with other local businesses, like just being out there liking and commenting on people's stuff. And that goes a long way. Like just people seeing your name Mm -hmm. consistently, like that is visibility. That is Mm -hmm. you building your own kind of brand awareness. And I think that can just be really powerful and it's very simple. Yeah. Um, Okay. Wow. I'm like, I want to write down notes, but I'm like, no, I'll, I'll listen to this again. <laughs> replay. We can put replay. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we already touched on the numbers a little bit, but like, do you have, I didn't want to cut you off. Cause I know I kind of introduced a little bit earlier on, but with the, do you have any more that you wanted to share about the specifics of numbers and how it gets in our heads or are we ready to move past that? Cause I feel like that is such a huge topic too. So I don't want to cut that too short. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it just comes back to like, if you're getting caught up in the numbers, bring it back to your client and who you're trying to help. And it's really, you know, like it's, we're in business to help people. And it's really about like our clients and our future clients. So always just be thinking like, okay, how can I just ignore the numbers? Like let all that fade away and just bring it back to them. Like, how am I just showing up to like tell people that I can help them today? Mm -hmm. And I always just think it's, it can be really helpful to think of just making one connection today. Like what could one connection do today? if you just made one connection or even just focused on getting one new client today. And I think that gets you out of like, I need all the numbers and focused on like one real human that lives in your city. Mm -hmm. And just thinking like the impact that just one new person could have in your business over time. One real human. Yeah. Just one. Because we're actually talking to humans out there, not just. Yeah. And we don't <laughs> need all of them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. This is just yep. such a great um, morale booster. And thinking too of, you know, I think of businesses that I know that they're thriving. I know, like, you know, I'm close with a couple business owners locally, and I know like personally how well their business is doing. And it's not necessarily reflected on their social media. You know what I'm saying? And then on the flip side, um, there is another local business who's like shifting owners. And so I kind of overheard, you know, kind of hear through the grapevine, these little details and what you see on social media like that, their presence is awesome and like very impressive, beautiful branding, high engagement, you know, they're looking like they're everywhere and everybody's hiring them. And so when I heard what their like revenue was, I was like, what? Like it was. I was shook because I'm like the things that I'm seeing where I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like killing it and like slay all day. And they must be bringing home all this money. But 
you know, you got to think of that too, of the, what we're seeing, it doesn't necessarily reflect on how that, how they're actually living or how they're paying the bills. And I think it kind of goes back to that psychology behind the visual of social media of getting, you know, caught up in numbers or assuming, you know, how people are actually living based on these photos. So, um, and it's so weird because it can just take you right back to like middle school vibes, you know what I'm saying? And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm an adult and I like my life and I know how much I'm making or whatever, you know, like, or I know what my personal goals are. And so yes, all these great reminders Clearly there's a lot spinning in here. So I'm that's really when excited. it's time to just put the phone down you know, <laughs> and put your blinders on and just bring it back yes. seriously to you and your client and what you're mm-hmm. doing for them. Yeah. And about okay. everybody um, I, I don't know if this is like a taboo question, but how do you feel about like muting some accounts that make I you have good feelings? Do it. I literally yes. just got off a coaching call today and we had this conversation. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what muting is, you don't need to block somebody. I think that's so aggressive. And I feel like they have to do something real bad for you to block them. I don't know. But that's also my own like personal, like probably too soft (laughs) approach. But blocking is like really intense. But muting is just like if you just need a minute to not see their their posts won't appear in your feed, their stories won't pop up. So if you just like autoplay stories, you don't have to worry about like avoiding them. So yeah, what what are your uh, thoughts on the mute situation? Yeah, I, I do it. I tell my clients to do it, especially if you feel yourself getting caught up in what everybody else is doing and mm-hmm. comparing yourself, despairing yourself. Yeah. Do it. Like if you feel anything coming up for you, when you're on social media, that's like, I'm not good enough. I'm not far enough along. She's doing it better than me. Mm-hmm. And if you keep seeing certain people's posts and it keeps bringing it up for you, then I tell my people to mute them. You can still be following them. Right. It right. still shows you're supporting them. Yeah, exactly. And, and then if you're in a good place, them. like you yeah. can look and that's when you can like or comment or something like with when you have the right intentions, you know what I'm saying? But I know it's like, <laughs> it's for that, like sanity piece sometimes, yeah, you know, like, it's like, why even allow, you know, if that's something that you can almost kind of control and just get rid of it out of sight, out of mind, then mm-hmm. that is available to you. That, ooh, that is available to you. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that about some other things in my life. Too. <laughs> it's available. <laughs> Okay. So we've, we've covered a lot about social media, which I love because there are a lot of myths surrounding social media marketing with, you know, our local clients, but how do we attract local clients outside of social media? If we want to put the phone down and like be with people. Yeah. And I love that because as local businesses, we get the best of both worlds. Like we get to use the internet and social media, but we also get to use like good old traditional marketing. So I just think we get the best of all of it. Yes. Um, yeah. And you know, I mean, there's, I think there's endless unlimited options and there's probably things that in everyone's individual cities going on or things they could think of that I could never even know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think always just thinking like, how can I get out there and meet people today? And again, know that that is always available to you. That's always an option. You could just go out <laughs> and meet a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just simple things. Like there's always just like signage and people seeing your name or mm-hmm. attending, like doing events or, um, 
you know, meeting people that way or going to networking events. So looking at what type of like industry specific events are going on, if there are any, or Mm -hmm. events that you know your target clientele are at, and then how can you participate? And then Mm -hmm. just what are all the ways that you could connect with your people in real life? Yeah. And then, I mean, I think there's also still, I mean, the news, you know, like we have local news. I know you forget about that. People can't see our faces. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the local media, they still exist. Yes. Pitching yourself. People love, like, I, t- I used to be in journalism and. Oh, I can totally see that. Okay. If somebody ever pitched me a story idea, I was like, thank you. Like, I don't have to think of something today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. That yeah. is so cool. I would never think of that. But yeah, that is so smart. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I mean, um, even thinking like school career nights. Yes. Yep. Or go, I mean, if there was a way you could go into other local businesses, Mm -hmm. um, putting, I tell people you could even put a magnet on your car, just make sure you don't have bad road rage. (laughs) Um, You know, like there are endless options. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so many ways that you yeah. can just go out there and meet people. Yes. We, um, obviously there are like wedding shows available. Sometimes that can be hard for seamstresses because we can feel like we're like swallowed up or it's like, okay, what do we bring? It's this huge event and I can't just bring my like folding table. Like, you know, when you have an event with 200 vendors, but you could still show up and mingle with other local vendors or bring them like snacks or treats or water or something just to introduce yourself. Even if you're not like purchasing a table, I think that would be super valuable and um, just like making the connection. And then something that I've done in the past, I'm planning another one next month is a brand, uh, not a branding shoot, but a photo shoot with local photographer. I have a local florist involved. I'm bringing back some um, previous brides and I'd like to do a separate shoot for each like feeder store, like that are sending me their brides. So it's like, okay, then we use a local venue. You know what I mean? So you're creating your own momentum if you're sometimes it's like, okay, well, I didn't get invited to participate in anything, or I'm not in like a boss babe meetup. It's like, yeah. you can take small steps to initiate that. And it doesn't oh, need yeah. to be like a 25 person event. It can be like you and two other vendors or like just feature like a hair and makeup vendor and then have a bride come. They love putting these dresses back on. You know what I'm saying? And like just feature. So there are endless possibilities to connecting with your local vendors, um, you know, outside of like a huge wedding event that you can kind of feel swallowed up in, but yeah. And it doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah. I kind of hear that too, you know, like, oh, I didn't get invited to this event or to participate in this event. It's like, okay, we'll start, you do your own event, you know, like the party. Yeah. Or, you know, I didn't get, yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to start my own. And that could literally just mean like, I'm going to invite three other women to go get coffee. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be fancy or a lot of moving parts, like just start where you are. And it really is just about meeting people. And I know I say this all the time, like on my podcast and social media, but as local businesses, every person that we meet in our city has the potential to either become a client or refer us to a client. So every connection matters. 
But it, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to oversee that when we're stuck on our phones. It's oh, like yeah. there's so much locally and everything you say, I'm like, oh, there's something on the tip of my tongue, but then I lost it. So maybe they'll come back to me. Um, but the um, the tendency, yeah, can just be losing sight of what is like literally next door. And I think another benefit, you know, with the local connections is actually having like a support system if you need to vent. Or what I love is when I am connected with the local vendors and we have a bride in common and then it's like, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, so I'll just like, you know, send like a first name or whatever, or like initials and they'll know. There are like a few vendors that we get each other. We kind of uh, seem to have like the same clients, you know? Um, Or if like one bride books me, they'll also book like the other similar vendors, whatever. And so that's a big benefit is having that support. Like, okay, it wasn't just me, you know, (laughs) it goes beyond just the clients. It's like that interaction with the other vendors and like the relationship is a huge piece Mm -hmm. because then you're not crazy, you know? I'm not the problem. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes, there's more than just the money-making of the local building your local scene. It's like the connections is a huge piece. So. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, how can we learn more about like your future, uh, challenges or like, what are, I just saw recently that you had like a three-day boot camp. So what is that like? I mean, I know you don't want to like totally spill the beans because we want to sign up for those, but what does that entail? And how does that like kickstart ideas? Yeah. So I, the one you're talking about, I just did, um, it was a local, well, it's a three-day challenge called the local go-to challenge. And it was really about transforming really your identity um, into being that local go-to person in your city. So mm-hmm. to me, I talk a lot about being that local go-to person. And that just means that when somebody thinks of your industry, like they think of you. So when somebody needs like a wedding seamstress, like they're going to think of you. Yep. Um, like you're the go-to, you're that top choice. Like mm-hmm. people know you for that thing. So Um, I encourage like people to think about becoming the local go-to person, no matter what stage they're at. Like, even if it's very scary, that can feel very scary. Yes. And it can feel like, I'm not going to brag. And it's like, you can do it without bragging. Yes. It is not a bragging thing. It is. It's a self-concept. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's, it's really just your belief in yourself and your belief in what's possible. And really it's more about like you visualizing like what's possible for you and your business and really just stepping into that Mm -hmm. because like you have to be that person now. Like if you want to really be known for something, like you have to be her now Mm -hmm. and show up as her every day. And that's how you're going to become her ultimately like you have to start showing up as her you have to make decisions like her like you have to think like her like you have to post on social media like her you have to talk to your clients like her so it it, it's not about you know bragging or like tooting your own horn it really is just like it's like I'm just going to try on being this person so it's just a confidence and belief in yourself and like that's how you ultimately become her. So, um, that was kind of the main focus of, of that challenge. So we just kind of dove into that and really like talked a lot about self-concept and then, you know, how to really talk about, um, 
the value of what you offer. And um, because that's ultimately like why people are going to want to work with you because like they know you can help them. (laughs) And then like the, the kind of last part of that three day challenge was thinking about like, what can I bring to my city that's different and unique? Um, And like, how can I stand out even if there are other people in my city that do the same exact thing, like Mm -hmm. just thinking and not that people had to have the answers right now, but just start thinking that way. You know, if I do want to set myself apart and just to kind of get their wheels turning a little bit. Um, And what I find a lot of times is people already do have, like they already do have something that sets them apart. So it's like, okay, how can I like work that into my marketing Mm -hmm. and my messaging? Intentionally, yeah. Yes, to yes, further yeah. set myself apart. And so. that may even come from like, you can ask past clients or if I have, if I'm working with seamstresses and they're kind of just getting off the ground still, it's like, ask your friends and family, like, what is it about you? You know, yeah, you, exactly. you're not going to be able to find that. Like, you're not going to know that about yourself, but somebody else is going to say, oh my goodness, you're, you're so organized or like, okay, then, or you, you know, you bring like this, like sense of calm. Okay. Then that is part of your branding, you know? So, Oh, I love that. I'm so excited. So then how can we, I know you also mentioned that you do coaching. So how could people get involved with you? You know, I memberships or coaching or what do you offer? What do you offer? (laughs) (laughs) So I do a lot of, you know, free workshops and like we just talked about, but also um, I do have the local preneur bootcamp, which is my coaching program. So the best way to learn about all that is to just get on my email list mm-hmm. and um, maybe you can link that up in the show notes, yeah, but absolutely. when you do join my email list, I also give you my free guide, which is called how to grow your local Instagram following. Oh, so it's leslieprestonal.com slash Instagram. So that's the easiest way to get on my mm-hmm. email list and you get that free guide. So okay, perfect. Thank you so much. And then do you know when you're gonna host the next boot camp? Because I I have a feeling people are gonna listen, they're gonna be like, okay, I want to get on this. So yeah. So the boot camp is open all the time. Oh, okay. It's a little misleading now. It used to be 12 weeks at a time. And oh, okay. And so that's how it used to be set up. And then um at the end or in 2022 it kind of got restructured. So now it's, it's available to anybody at any time when they want to get started. That's perfect. So that way they don't have to wait on me or to get started. It's just when you're ready, you're ready. Oh, I'm I'm so excited. This is like so valuable. Thank you. So I hope like listeners will feel more confident with, you know, whatever numbers they have and inspired to get in the car and, you know, meet a real person or connect with the local business owner. Um, And any final tips that you want to leave us with? Yeah, I think um, just bring it back, you know, to kind of wrap everything up, like it always just comes back to being able to show like your audience and your followers or people out in your community that you can help them. Mm. And that is all they want to know. Like, can you help me? Can you get me what I'm looking for? And so just being able to show people that in as many ways as possible. And even along with that, like, I think it's okay to sound like a broken record sometimes. Like, you know, when you feel like you're saying the same things over and over, I think you're doing it right. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's not about like making it complicated or like you're 
you're reinventing the wheel every time you go to post. Like it really is just about like keeping it simple and showing your people that you can help them get the result mm-hmm. that they want. You make it sound so easy. It is very easy. doable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leslie, thank you so much for your time. I cannot wait to get this episode out. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a review. Thanks, everyone.